Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. Welcome, welcome to a new Rajas slash episode. I'm your host, Sunny, and this is Sleepy as a Rad, where we dream of stories that makes ourselves dance. Whoa! Yes, it's, it's been a while since I've actually said our slogan, like, where we dream of stories that makes ourselves dance. And... You know, like what's really interesting is that in the very beginning of this audio when I went, good morning, and then now it's like the wavelengths of as I'm just, do you ever have this where you just watch your own voice wavelengths just change, you know, over time and all of that over the course of the audio and it starts really high and then it goes in the same consistent level. Yeah, at least we have that consistency, um, which is, <laughs> which is great. Uh, nevertheless, welcome, welcome back. If you're new here, I'm your host, Sunny. Um, this is Sleepy Eyes Arad. Um, it's called, this radio station is called Sleepy Eyes um, because not only is it because of one of my favorite songs of all time by the Aces, by the same name, but also it's to just, you know, when we're, when we're, we're also, sometimes we're also asleep when we have our eyes open. It's just something that some of us do. And I've always found that very fascinating because they're like their eyes are just open and they're and they said that they are sleeping, but our mind is asleep. Um, even when you're tuning into yourself, your mind is asleep. Um, your whole body is asleep, and whenever you're going to sleep or whenever you're in that state of you know going to bed or going to sleep, and and those stories are what and those stories that you dream of when you're fast asleep or even when you're sleeping when your eyes open. Those dreams are like technically that sometimes I tend to see them as our inner desires and so some and also the ways that we can express our inner desires or the way we dream about certain things um, and our daydreams slash night dreams are most expressed through our music the music that we listen to because that's how we're connected to one another and we don't need to understand the language that's been sung in but it still reaches out to people it speaks to people and that's the kind of you know energy that we need so if you're new here welcome welcome it's nice to know that you're tuning in if you're tuning in thus far for the past so many episodes i couldn't be more grateful thank you thank you so much um this episode is or this rad um i call it rad because it just sounds fun to say rad every now and then and also as a short form of saying radio um where was that yes this rad is a little different to the all the episodes that we've that I've like I've recorded thus far it is uh I've had like such a lovely space for Bangtan in my head in my mind in my in my heart in my you know in my home um everywhere <laughs> and there's always this one playlist that I always keep coming back to whenever I feel like I want uh, to come back to Bangtan music and by Bangtan I mean BTS um I've you know I just really love enjoying their music um, even if like journeys change, people change, and their songs are always as homely and still as uh, still speaks to me in a lot of different ways. Even if their journeys are so different now, um, even their music style is so different now. Um, I'll be honest, the old songs always hit home, but even the new, even the recent ones too. Their movie yet to come. I haven't watched it yet, but I so want to do that. Um, but unfortunately, they're not in the times that I'm free at. So hopefully I get to make some space and time and go out to the theater and watch it and get back to you. If you've watched it, how was it? How does it feel? What is it like? I remember when I went, when we went to um, watch the first film that came out, was it behind the scenes? Um, not the show, but like the movie, I think. And 
Amma and I went, and it was we were all so excited. We were yelling, we were cheering, we were rooting, we are still rooting for them. And you know, it's it's awesome. The energy is awesome. <laughs> But this time, I thought of like so. There's this orchestra music that I listened to of theirs ever since Black Swan came out. I just really love the way they, you know, they direct slash produce the music as a team, and Black Swan Orchestra mix. If y'all hadn't heard it yet, oh my goodness, it is phenomenal, and I just found myself stumbling onto you know two lovely orchestra channel channels that you know that make Bangtan music into orchestra orchestra versions, and I I'm in love with them. I'm still in love with them. It's a place that I keep coming back to for studying, for reading, um, just to relax and lay on bed or something while staring at the ceiling or anything small and very big at the same time, um, and so. This rad jazz is all about the twelve orchestra songs of Bangtan that still speak to me even today, but with a twist, with a little short story that I feel like gives that little vibe of like orchestra as well. Um, that it really flows well with the orchestra that's gonna be playing today. So the two channels that I'm really referring to are Lee Play Orchestra in YouTube and MDP as well. Some cases there's also another. Uh, mention uh, another YouTube channel. Um, I forgot their name. Classical Union, uh, something like that. I have to. I'll put those three links in the description of this episode. So if you do want to check them out, please check them out. There are awesome. All credits go out to them. So without further ado, here's our story. Dun 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 dun. dun. Freedom. Head out of the window. The wind dancing over your face as the eyes gently close. Feeling every inch of your hair breeze with joy, fade music echoing around the car, bringing you in and out of the present. The rhythm associating memories you play in your head and smile growing wider. In a place where we feel greater things bring immense joy. Immense joy. It's those little things that stay marked in your history book for eternities.
As the dew of the night rose, the flowers scurrying past palace doors, each lad securing the luxuries that are beyond pink and blue. Princess Tallulah smiled at the sight of the moon, the shimmering light capturing her hazel, hazel orbs, allowing her mind to dream about the touch of her lover, or so she secretly calls. The gentle brush of her lover's, lover's vivid imagination moving Tallulah's soul, her lover's passion about the world that be, that's beyond her cottage, her determination to travel around the world, fall in love with countries whose reluctance will make her love them even more, from the sassy food that tastes like home for her taste buds, all the way to calling her family and sketching strangers. Her lover, her lover felt content with the way she lived, but the way her lover's glistening golden eyes gape at the yawn of the twilight like fire sizzling by the logs, Tallulah is sure her lover dreams of otherworldly places. Places Tallulah hoped her lover would get to. Places Tallulah would transfer her role as a princess for. Places that involved Jayla's unconditional love.
Angela, one who's special. She blushed when Tallulah asked her what her name meant on their first encounter. She realized she'd do anything, anything to be the reason that makes Jayla's cheeks burn. The way Jayla's soft smile untied a knot that, that Tallulah didn't know what was inside of her. Tallulah marveled at the way Jayla's freckles sparkled under the faint line of the moon. The way Jayla's fingers plucked flowers from the palace's flower field and created a garland and placed it on her head. The small act of affection increasing, Tallulah's ache to yearn. Yearn for Jayla to engulf her into her arms. Yearn for Jayla to welcome all of her flaws. She'd known the moment Jayla's golden orbs caught her own while her mother was being coronated. The way Jayla held onto the stair as if it was just the two of them in the ballroom. Jayla's slow yet steady confidence, making her feel challenged. Oh, I love a challenge, she muttered under her breath, a, a slow smirk curling against her lips. Jayla blushed. Even if, it, even if that was the first time Jayla and Tallulah encountered, it was the beginning of Jayla's arousing curiosity, and she would be lying if she said it wasn't because of Tallulah. Tallulah always smelled like champagne, apples, and honey, and imagine adding flowers to the fragrance. Oh, I'll probably faint, she thought to herself. Talula's charming soul that if, if Jayla painted her, she'd be dancing in the rain, blossoms of the spring with a tinge of untouched valor that brought you to your knees if you messed with her. Talula's polygonal birthmark on her index finger's knuckle. Talula's feminine grace. Talula, Talula, Talula. Her name sounded like wind chimes tingling. Home, sweet home.
Jayla waited for Tallulah to walk down the palace's secret tunnel stairs. The tunnel leads to the flower fields of the palace, a danger, ro- a danger zone that rang sirens in Jayla's head, but she made herself comfortable by the bench none- nonetheless. Tallulah's words echoing in her head. Jay, mi amour, come home to me. If you told Jayla she was going to encounter the Princess of Luna and see her every night, watch her pull the curtains of heartstrings and fade into the distance like a cloud, each word spoken like the princess had nothing to lose, making her subconscious soul feel like her home slowly shifted to the sweet-natured yet wildfire princess. Jayla would shake her head vigorously and close her eyes as if she had all the time in the world. You're insane! And continue on with helping her mother with pottery as if she didn't hear a word you said. Fifteen minutes into the next early morning, the moon winking in out of existence, Tallulah didn't bother tying her hair into a braid and snatched her knife from the sheath of leather and ran down the stairs in hushed tones, her hair floating like waves as if her, as her nightgown made her skip a step. She looked back once and slowly opened the tunnel's door, swiftly latching the door behind her. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Tallulah stopped in her tracks, her instinct pulling out of the knife from the leather bag behind her back, her throat becoming dry by the second. Jayla, I need to find Jayla. straightened up as if they had been sleeping in class crunch her follow her swallows becoming shorter crunch and she stopped whoever is walking on twigs and branches is near her she feels it she knows it a shadow passes behind her the the wind whooshing as as she swiftly turns her steps moving like a fox the shadow walks behind the tunnel and she peeks on both sides before following the shadow Tallulah hides behind a wall and tiptoes the grass cushioning her feet 
the grass cushioning her feet as a tisk echoes. Her feet comes to a halt, squinting into the distance and watching the shadow emerge from the statue behind the tunnel. Her eyes squint harder as her eye as her steps get closer. Her breath hitching and her nerves crackling like fire. Her ber- her blood coursing through the way her veins, searching for arteries that upgrade the strength, that upgrade her way of moving gracefully from one wall to another. When she reached the corner of the statue, the height making her feel like a worm trying to prove its way out of a hole. She stepped. She sidestepped. Her heels not touching the ground. As much as her mind focus is focused on the shadow, her heart is relaying towards Jalam, with hope that she is safe and hope that the moon will send her message across. Please stay wherever you are, Jay. I'm coming. The next few moments that occurred were swift and without hesitation, but a tinge of shock washing over both their faces. Tulula pinned the figure to the wall beside the statue, one and one hand on the figure's shoulder, and the other hand holding the knife. The knife's blade pointing straight at the figure's throat. The whimper that came after should have been familiar. The figure's golden eyes dazzled under under the faint light as their lips parted a bit. The breath quick yet shallow. Jela couldn't get the words out of her mouth, but her surprise was yapid, rapid. Yet her presence of mind captured Talula's knife and yanked it out of her grasp. The knife clattered to the ground as Jela's hand covered Talula's mouth. <laughs>
from the garland on their first encounter to the way Jela spoke of constellations and the way the stars exploded to create them both. Talula even reflected on the moment where Jela murmured, I am certain the stars aligned for us to meet. We're made of stardust and explosions. You exploded courage and I exploded language of fire and gold. Together, we're arrow and bow.
Jayla didn't falter. Her heart ached and she did what she was fantastic at, spontaneity. She picked the fallen pieces of Tallulah's overflowing guilt and attempted to put them together, her thumb caressing Tallulah's forearm, her breath puffing into Tallulah's air, pulling her in, into a hug. She didn't mean to yank the knife like the way she did. She just couldn't stop herself from gazing between Tallulah's eyes and then lips and not do anything about it. She just couldn't. She knew that Talula had touched upon a piece of her heart that wouldn't stop beating for her. Tulula moved her soul and sprayed a can of ambition and now watching the one who sparkled cherries on her top of her unfinished cake crumble and camouflage into the grass, Jayla, without hesitation, spoke softly. Talu, where arrow and bow, I don't strike without you. Do you hear me? Where arrow and bow, and I don't strike without you.
Jayla's chest and faintly smiled. She pressed her forehead against Jayla's and let her warmth flow into her own body. Jayla held on to her and didn't look back. This was Jayla's way of saying, I love you, and wouldn't let go for her wouldn't let go of her for the world, because Jayla's world was right in front of her, feeling secure and wondrous under her warmth, something no words could explain. Yet somehow Jayla was able to fathom this, so maybe if you told Jayla that she loves the Princess of Luna, she wouldn't hide anymore. Tallulah nodded once and lightly pecked Jayla on the forehead, losing herself into the moment. Jayla's scent of ocean and fireflies, wanderlust and Jayla. She knew that whatever is going to come next is not going to be simple, and this is where she accepted that it was no one's fault and that this is just the circumstances. That the knife against Jayla's throat was unintentional, and to her surprise, she didn't push Jayla away. She held on to Jayla, slowly realizing that Jayla was right all along. We're made of stardust and explosions. You're my arrow, and I'm your bow. I don't strike without you.
When the sun rose, the hues of fire making sky blush, Dela began watering the plants and her mother hanging the clothes as her little brother scurries with her pet cat, Lola. Every time she touched her forehead, she felt giddy and picked up a flower so she can press it into the series of letters that Lola had written for her. Few yards away, the bell rang every now and then as her father's smile grew bigger than the flower field. His legs paddling, pedaling the bicycle as he entered their cottage with his head high and dropped his bicycle by the grass. Her mother calling out to her father, father with her slight smile as her brother stopped in his tracks, staring at all of us like we're stars. Lola purred and meowed at her little brother, causing him to step out of his chance and pick Lola up, her head snuggling onto his chest as he let out childish giggles. Dela's father gave her a letter and proudly smiled as she received it with a little smile that made her father cheer look like confetti. She strolled back home, looking back at her family's radiant dynamic, and tore open the envelope and admired her lover's cursive handwriting. The day you called me by my name was the day I broke free from what was holding me back. Fear. Fear is an illusion, you once said. Fear of reaching out to you. Fear of showing up with my imperfections. Fear, fear, and fear. An emotion, a sensation that grows like radish onto my veins. You would possibly think a princess does not feel fear. Oh, mi amor, when it comes to love, fear is my second nature. Just by the garland of tulips and daisies, and maybe that's when my heart ached to reach out for you, to meet you on the other side. Or maybe it was the time you took my hand and trailed me under the moonlight. You, Jay, are my special someone. I hope we can travel to those places you ache to grow fond of, together. You are my implication of growing in love, and no words can explain how much I love you. Come home to me. T.
and that was that amazing me that was the episode the rad jazz um the wavelength does change a lot of the times throughout the episode so um we might have to increase in volume or decrease the volume every now and then even now like as i'm talking it's i might it's still going the same wavelength as it is but there you go it changes on and off so yes nevertheless thank you all so much for tuning in i hope this was something different and something new and lovely as rad jazz is called your eyes tell bangtan's orchestra station um i as mentioned earlier in this episode i will put out the links that i that i love listening to for orchestra mix if you're willing to check them out please do so it is awesome they're awesome stand them all um that being said i'm your host sunny this is sleepy as a rad signing off take care and stay safe and we'll see you next week woo